Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 7, the New Living Translation. One day Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. A great crowd, a crowd pressed, him in on, pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. So he's talking about God, and everybody came, and so many people that came in, they were getting so close to him that, 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 that they were drowning out his voice, and people way in the back couldn't hear. So what happened, he noticed that there was two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. They hadn't caught nothing. They was through for the day. They had fished all night and hadn't caught a thing. And stepping onto the boat, or one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowd from there. He said, Simon, look, since you ain't caught nothing, you done gave it up. You done threw in the towel. Can I use your boat? Push it out a little bit because the people want to hear me, and Jesus, knowing and having an understanding that water is going to carry his voice, so he said, get a bit back from them a little bit. He wasn't getting away from the folks. He was getting so the folks could receive what he had to say. Uh, sometimes y'all think that God pulling back from you because you, you're too close. No, he wants you to hear what he has to say. Uh-huh. Anyway, that's another message. But he pulled back so that his voice would go over so that everybody could hear what he was saying. And guess what? Everybody heard it when he got through because people, Peter's obedience, remember this word, obedience, obedience. Some of y'all are faltering and messing up because you just won't obey. Mm-hmm. All right, watch this. Verse 4. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now, go out where it's deeper. And let down your nets for, to catch some fish. Master, Simon replied, <laughs> we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let the nets down again. Obedience. Get out of your thinking when you get into the spirit realm. When you be obedient to God, stop trying to understand how he's going to operate. Because many times when you're in faith, he's going to blow your mind. You can't follow God with your natural mind in faith. It just don't happen. You won't be able to figure this thing out. You won't know why people like you. You don't know why they want to bless you. You can't figure that out. They can't figure it out. All right. And this time, their nest was so full of fish that they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the, in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish that they on the verge of sinking. You Can anybody say overflow? Their faith hooked into something that when they were doing it in their own strength, they caught absolutely nothing. Those fish were still out there is evidence. But because they became obedient to God, everything lined up to what God wanted them to have. You're missing some things because you're not lining up. You're not obeying. You're not being obedient to the voice of God. That's why you need to be activated because I believe that if you heard from God, 
you would do what God said do. I believe that you are hearing from God, but you're not understanding his voice. So therefore, your thinking is you. And you know, don't nobody else listen to you, so you don't listen to you. <laughs> We're some messed up people. You know, you talk your, the only thing you do, you can talk yourself out of stuff. You know, you, 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 sometimes you have it going on, and sometimes you just don't even trust yourself. So you're a mess, you know. So what I want to do is to try to help you understand that how to get these things and that God does not mind you having things in life because he wants to see you blessed. The way you're going to get these things is activating your faith. To every man is given a measure of faith. We all got it. And some of our faith are up here and some of our faith is still down here because we choose what we put our faith in. And some of us are afraid to go from glory to glory or from level to level in our faith. Because when you got that little faith, you can get these little things and you're happy. But greater faith calls for greater challenges. You can't use this little faith with this big, this big giant. No, no, no. Your faith has to grow so you can handle it. And some of y'all are holding on to some stuff right now and you're scared to make a move because you don't want the next challenge. Mm-hmm. You don't want to go to the next level. You want to go. But you're just so tired of fighting and fighting this fight of faith. It's necessary. Who you think sending the challenges? The devil can't do that without obedience from God, without God giving him the okay to do it. When he's coming at you, he's coming because God is sinning. Oh, I know it is too much for you. God, please take this thing away from me. God said, but I sent it. I sent this thing to give you. You know what? You know, when, when, when most, what, what strength is your, 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 your life? Your, trouble. Because what does trouble do? It puts you where? On your knees. So who gets the glory? God does. That's why he can step back on his throne and say, all things work together for my good. <laughs> God said, I'm going to make this work out for my good. I'm going to make this work out, and you're going to be happy about it. So stop whining about everything. God has been teaching me all week, shut up. And I got it up here, and I'm going to show it to you. He said, stop looking at the negative because faith is positive. And that's, that's, I have to explain that one to you. On down, because some of y'all keep looking at what's going wrong and what's not happening, but you got all this access to faith. You chose to look at the natural. You chose to look at what's breaking down. You chose to look and to go by what you see. When God said that we don't walk by what we see. Uh huh. So, are you ready? So, so if you're gonna walk by faith, let's find out what faith is. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the King James Version. Now faith is. You're getting ready to understand faith now. First thing, faith is in the now. Uh-huh. When you're looking for stuff in the future, that's hope. Ain't nothing wrong with hope, but it's in the future. You can hope for that, but that thing is still, the closer you get to it, the farther you get away from it because it's just hoping. You need something to bring that thing into reality. To bring it into your now. You know it's out there, but you don't know how to reel it in. You reel it in with your faith. 
Because you got to get into the now. You see it. You know it's in the future. You know God wants something better for you. But how do I get it? By faith. Because faith brings it into the now. There's some things that God has given you in heavenly places, but you don't know how to get it from heaven. Faith would do that for you. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Has anybody in here ever made a cake? When you cook a cake, you need substance. Most of you right now, when I talk about cooking a cake, you went past the substance. You just saw it coming out. You just saw what kind of frosting you. You know how it tastes. So your faith has developed something in you, and if you think hard enough, you can probably taste it and say, yep, that's going to be right. What happened? Faith brought it into the now. Even though you don't have it, it brought it into the now. You're missing it. You know what? When I started this thing, this walk in this building, all I had was hope. I was hoping that we're going to get this building, that we could get this land, that we can get it paid off, that we can get this thing built. But what you're seeing here now is not just brick and mortar. The substance that you see here, you don't see here. What you don't see is faith. Faith was the substance that brought this building out of my mind and what I could see into the natural realm. Faith is the substance that you're going to need to get the things that you want in life. Don't tell me I'm wrong because if you do that, you're lying to yourself because you're sitting in some seats. That is the substance of my faith. And if God did it for me, he has no respect to persons. He will do it for you. Stop lying to yourself and let the devil tell you this ain't working. Baby, look around you. You tell me it ain't working. I believe in it so that the bankers believed in me. I saw something, and I believed in it so strongly by my faith that I was able to have a meeting with them and convince them that they needed to invest. That they needed to now come on board. Don't wait. Now come on board. They started start releasing the money before we were even ready for it. We were still trying to get stuff together. The loan was already activated. So don't tell me what faith won't do. Mm-mm. Don't tell me that. You sitting here. We need some. We bought these chairs and we need some other chairs. And you know what? Faith went down there and got those chairs. God said, how many do you need? Well, just if you just loan us 50, he said, no, you have them. You keep them. I didn't know. I was fussing at Terry. Watch this. Because he got these burgundy chairs. I thought I wanted another color. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. If I had got those blue chairs, then we would have blue, red, burgundy, 
Oh, we've been, we've been all different colors. You don't hardly know which chairs we bought from the ones that was given to us. What am I saying? When you get in faith, God knows what you need. And because of your obedience, he'll send people your way that's going to help to keep. See, some of y'all thinking you're going to get off track. You think if you get off, God don't know where to find you. He'll send somebody. If you're obedient and you're spending time with him, he'll send somebody your way to get you back on track. When you get in God, you, you don't lose. You're gaining. Faith will guide you and direct you and keep you on track. God know how to, he know you, he know you hard-headed. He know me, he know how I just jump up and do something and I figure it out as I go. That's just me. I grab a hold of something and people be following behind me and say, where are we going? We, we'll know when we get there. Why? Because I just saw something and I don't have time to explain it to you because I don't know how to explain it. When Miss Sadie was sat down here and said, she saw this person's eyes and they were so bright, didn't nobody else see that but her. She saw into the spirit. She saw that. Y'all thought everybody around saw the, the woman's eyes just turn like, y'all been, y'all, did anybody see Cyclops on uh, X-Men? Her eyes were just white, then all of a sudden a big old blaze come out. Well, no, that ain't what she saw. That ain't what everybody else saw. You know, she saw something in her. She saw the anointing. Because she was activated. Once you get activated, you'll see into the spiritual realm. Let me take you a little bit deeper. That man who was blind, did Jesus miss it when he prayed for that man? And that man said, what? he said, what do you see? He said, I see men like trees. Oh, Jesus missed it, didn't he? How can God miss it? He's perfect in all of his ways. He activated that boy, and that boy saw in the spirit realm, he saw men or angels. Uh-huh. Jesus said, hold on, boy, let me touch you again now. Come on, come on. I can bring you on back into the earth realm now. Bam. What you see now? Oh, I see men now. <laughs> Your life is spiritual first, baby. Mm-hmm. If you don't protect the spirit, you don't walk in the spirit, you, won't even, you, you will end up fulfilling the lust of this flesh. So, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, is the evidence of things not seen. When I talked to the bankers, guess what? They didn't have no evidence. I convinced them through my faith, through what I saw, that they need to get on board. Faith will make things so real to you that other people will believe you. Let me bring it to the natural room so you can understand. Some of y'all can lie so good (laughs) that y'all can make people believe whatever you say. You're just that good. Well, if you can lie that well to make people believe it, don't you know faith can be much stronger? Uh Uh-huh. Have you ever tried to, to convince people with your faith rather than with your lies? Let me move on. 
is the evidence of things not seen. When I was talking to the bankers, I didn't have no evidence. But I presented my faith. Because when y'all do this, man, people are going to be doing this. Man, they're going to be coming and getting the word out. I'm going to invite y'all over to preach to help us get, get our finances together. We're going to talk about this. And the banker even came one time and talked. Y'all remember I brought the banker? I brought the banker. I brought the accountant. The candlestick maker, I brought everybody. Because I had told all of them what God was doing. And they wanted to be a part of it. So they put the church on their agenda. When they went in the board meeting, they went in the board meeting with our faith. They believed in us, and they convinced the board, give these guys the money that they need to build this building. They had the evidence of our faith. You don't, are you catching this? When you go into your next meeting, go in in faith. Believe that God's on your side. There are some of you all in here, when, when you get activated, you're going to get activated in the gift of giving. God's going to bless your business so much so, your overflow going to flow into the church and into the lives of other people. I just gave you scripture reference. When you take care of the things of God, what God called you to take care of, ask that little woman in Seraphat. She was ready to die. Took care of the man of God, and they lived, the Bible says, many days. If you're hoping for things, and this is not a scripture, this is something I wrote, okay? If you're hoping for things, you're going to need the substance of faith if you're going to receive it. It will pull what you're hoping for from the, into the natural realm, from the spiritual realm into the natural realm. The stuff that you want, you know it's out there, but it's far off because all you're doing is hoping. Now, when you hook up with faith, faith puts actions to your hope. So you can literally... Know it's out there and by faith receive it. Yes. You can be upset about uh, knowing it's out there and, and it does not put a smile on your face. But woman, your hope connects with your faith. A smile and a peace come upon you because you're being activated to go get what you've been believing for. God wants you to have the things. Think about that for a moment. God wants you to have some things or some stuff. God understands that in this earth realm, things are very important to you. Do you believe that? Watch this. Matthew 6, 33. Y'all sleep back there? You need some help? All right. God understands that in this earth realm, things are important to us. He understands that. All right? Everybody in here, you got, how many of you want some things in life? And some of y'all, and, and now everybody raise their hand, so I ain't talking about nobody. But sometimes you get so holy that you, I, I don't, all I want is Jesus. <laughs> the Bible says money answers all things. Things. Money can get you things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So you want some things, you're going to need some what? Thank you, baby. Oh, I needed Jesus. Well, you need to understand that you've been born into an earth realm. Yeah. 
where things are important. And God wants you to get the things. That's why he put it in the scriptures, how, how, you, show, how you get it. And he said, when these things are coming in life, I need you to stay focused and don't get so caught up in the things that you forget why you got the things. You can have the thing, but first seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these. If God didn't want you to have them, he wouldn't have told you nothing about them. But he said, first seek the kingdom, how to establish the kingdom, how to build a kingdom. That's why those disciples that I just showed you got blessed. They helped advance the kingdom. And therefore, they got more than enough. So much so, hey, y'all, <laughs> y'all not going to believe this. Come over here. <laughs> Woo! What's wrong with them? You know, when you're out, I don't know if any of y'all have been out on the boat fishing, but when you got somebody over here who's catching some stuff, you crank it up and you getting on over there because you know they done hit it. So when they probably heard those boys shout, woo hey, hey, they came on over too and got into their fishing hole. And guess what? It overflowed on them. So much so that they trying to figure out how we're going to get back to shore. We got so many fish. See, you're going to have to elevate your mind if you're going to go with me in this, in this next realm that we're going to. Because when these things start coming up on your life, you need to know how to handle yourself and know that, you know what, baby, all I'm doing is advancing the kingdom. You're going to look prosperous. You're going to smell prosperous. You're going to act prosperous. Why? Because it's a manifestation of God for prosperity. He said, I'm going to let you know something. I wish above all things that you may prosper in life. Whoa, wait a minute. God, what do you, you want me to prosper? I thought we supposed to live in bondage. God said, you can do it if you want to. But I want you to prosper and be in health, even as your soul, your sukkah, your mind start to prosper. Once you, it's hard to hang out with God and not act like God. He said, I created you in my image to act like me. How would I act? We got the bracelet a long time ago. Most children don't understand what, it, what we were doing, but WWJD, we wore it as a fashion. God said it's a statement. You got the ability to act like God. To call those things that be not as though they were. Uh-huh. So God said, I don't mind you having things, but first, seek the kingdom of God. God's way of doing things. Understand that when the blessings start coming, it's because God has a purpose for it. Now, he know how to take care of his church. He's just trying to get you to understand that he wants to take care of you while he do it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes y'all turn, some of y'all get, y'all turn down blessings. God said, but hold on. He said, I told you, I'm, watch this statement, I'm going to make you a blessing. You might not want to be, but he said, I'm going to make you that way. If you follow me and follow my kingdom principles and do what I ask you to do, be obedient to me, he said, I'm going to make you a blessing. Uh-huh. I'm going to make you a blessing. You might be stubborn, stingy, but God said, I'm going to make you a blessing. I'm going to fix you. 
You should lend to many and stop your borrowing from everybody else. How many scriptures have we gotten past? Three. What? But seek the king, seek, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. His righteousness. His righteousness. You hear this? You know what? I'm in right standing with God. And I understand his righteousness. And I don't want to do anything that's going to make him look bad. Mm-hmm. You hear me? When you get that in your heart, God, I don't want to make you look bad. I love you enough, God, that I don't want to make you look bad. You know what? I love my wife enough, and she's at home with her mom trying to get some stuff ready. She's trying to cook me a dinner birthday. Anyway, well, actually, it's for my grandbaby. Anyway, all right. <laughs> take my dinner. Anyway, so, so I love her enough that I won't embarrass her. How is your love for God? Uh-huh. You want these things, you want to act like God, you want to look like God, but how are you going to embarrass him too? You know what? The love of Christ constrains me. So I can't do what I want to do. If I let this, if I forget I'm in the spirit and walk in the flesh, I will mess up on God. So I have to learn to always walk in the spirit so that I don't make him look bad. But God's a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in some truth. You need to know the truth about yourself. Uh huh. You need to stay in the spirit. You need to be singing in the spirit. You need to walk in the spirit. You need to be praying in the spirit. You need to eat in the spirit. You need to sleep in the spirit. Because you're a mess with yourself. You ever come out of the spirit, people are going to be like, whoa. Like they saw the ghost and not the Holy Ghost. Are you following me? You understand me? All right. So, Pastor, what is my biggest challenge? What is the biggest challenge that I have if I'm going to get this thing and I know God got it for me and I want these things? What's my biggest challenge? You? It ain't the, it ain't the folk. It's not the bankers. It's not the politicians. It's you. Because God gave you a promise. Psalms 84 verse 11. For the Lord God is a shield it's a sun and a shield. He's a sun and a shield. He's going to give you the light, the guidance, direction, the strength, everything that you need, and he's going to protect you at the same time. The Lord will give what? Grace and glory. Uh-huh. Grace and glory. You got the smooth, the ease. And the glory. The glory is something that, that people know not to touch. You got the grace, but, but you got such charisma about you that people just accept. But now this is walking in the spirit stuff. You got to understand how to get in there. 
It helps you in business meetings. It helps you when you when you when you when you when you when you're trying to get things done. He gives you grace and glory. And then he steps out and says, I'm not through with you yet. He said, No good thing will he withhold from them that walk upright. He's still on things. He wants you to have some things. He said, No good thing will I withhold from you if you walk upright before me. Just do what I ask you to do. Realize that you represent me. And see, this thing is already set up. That's why the blessing is designed to overtake you. Because if you walk upright before God, they're going to search you out. They're going to find you out. You're trying to figure out what I need to do next. Obey him. Should I go here? Should I move there? Should I buy this truck? Should I buy that car? Should I get this house? Should I go to FedEx? Should I go to UPS? Did I do this? What I do? No, no, no. Obey him. Amen. Walk upright before him, and I guarantee you, no good thing will he withhold from you. You'll get all the things that you want. I'm not lying. Go back and look at it in Psalms chapter 84, verse 11. You can use the King James or any translation. It's going to pretty much tell you the same thing. God ain't going to hold no things from you if you walk up right before him. So get a grip. You want some things. And God said, I don't mind you having them. But you're going to use your faith to get it. You're going to have to come. For it is impossible for you to please God without faith. For he that comes to God must first believe that he is God. And not only that he is God, but he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, and I don't mean to, to knock it, but sometimes, you know, people in church, some, and I'm, I'm going to say it. I don't know nothing else but to say it. The closer you get to God is your pastor. Now, set up straight, because I'm going to shock you with some stuff. You'd rather be, you feel like you're getting in touch with your pastor quicker than you could with God. You'd rather your pastor come to your house than God. Now, ain't nothing wrong. Come on, invite me over. I don't mind coming. But I want you to have a relationship with God so tight that you're walking with him day and night. When you wake up in the morning, your mind is on him. When you go to bed at night, your mind is stayed on him. I'm telling you how to get things activated in your life. I don't believe there ought to be a broke, feeble one among us. And I'm I'm beginning to stretch my faith out there and say, God, do it. Now, Miss Washington, uh, and I saw, I hate to even say it, but when we was talking, I prayed for her, and I, last week I told you all about it. I told her what to do, drink some water. But I felt that block, and I just knew she needed to go to the doctor. And she went on to the doctor, and she called me the other day. She, she's not here today. She called me. I talked to her yesterday. I called her, and she had a block. And said, the doctor came in, pastor, and he just, daughter right over there, so you know I'm telling the truth. I ain't going to lie from the daughter. All right, anyway. But she said, pastor, the doctor is laughing. She said, 
I said, what's going on, Miss Watts? She said, I had an artery that was 99.9% blocked. That's stroke, that's heart attack, that's whatever you want to name. And the doctors are looking like, <laughs> but God like, I got this. I got this. And she asked me, she said, Pastor, I forgot what she asked me just that quick. <laughs> but I told her, huh? y'all know me, I forget stuff. I got to write it down. But we was talking, and she was kind of like getting a little bit like depressed or discouraged. I said, hold on. I said, is this the same woman that artery was 99.9% blocked? And that's what it was. Why God didn't do this for me when I was younger? Why am I just coming to your church now? Why am I just hearing from this stuff now? Why am I just, I said, hold on. Is this coming from a woman whose artery was 99.9% blocked? And you wonder why you didn't learn it back then. I said, because this is the season for you to receive it. I said, what God is doing now is sustaining you and keeping you so you don't know why he's doing it, but guess what? He's doing it because there's a plan and a purpose for it. He's trying to convince somebody or you of his power. So he kept you around long enough to show you how much power he had. And you asked him, how come he didn't do it back then? You can't receive now because you wonder why he didn't do it back then. Why didn't you reveal yourself back then? God said, if I had done it back then, you wouldn't have believed it. Some of you all have been brought into the kingdom for a time such as this because now you have finally got to a point where you figured out it ain't you. You done messed up your life so much that you realize all that you can do is give it to Jesus. And now first thing God gives you is faith. Let's fix this mess. Let's straighten this out. First thing I want you to do Walk up right before me. All right. When you walk up right before God, and I'm going to tell you this, God guarantees one thing, and that's victory. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a little faith, you get what? Little victories. You want great victories? You'll need some great faith. Amen? Watch this. What do you want? What do you actually want from God? Mark eleven twenty four 24 says this. Therefore, I say unto you, who is the I? God, he wrote this. So he's saying, therefore, I say unto you, what things so ever, what, 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 what things, what things so ever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Why? Who is he talking to? Those who are willing to walk up right before me. He said, I don't mind you having any things. 
what things faith brings these things into the natural realm. You hoping for some stuff. So how many of y'all hoping that uh, you know you're supposed to have a, a, a nicer car or a better house or a bit of that or whatever it is, better job? God said, it's, it's there. It's there. Now all you have to do is get your faith in motion. Believe me. And you should have it. Some of y'all let go of the line. You, you were fishing, and you caught, caught a hold to it, and now all of a sudden you just like. The things of God are so easy. We make them so hard. He said, don't you know it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom? He ain't talking about just giving you a house or a car. Your elevation of your mind has to come up higher. He said, I, he, I, he said, I'm showing you that I want you more than blessed. You selling with what you got because you don't know what he has for you. Some of you are okay with that little old hoopty you got. And that's okay. You okay? God said, okay. All right. But if you want some more, if you want some things, say I'm willing to help you get it. All you got to do is ask him for it. Whatsoever things you desire. Why? Because you got this relationship going on with God. You're in the spirit. You see things like God see it. You see what God's doing. And God said, whatever things you need to, 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 to advance that, he said, I don't mind you having those things. So whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you shall receive them, and what? You shall have them. When you get the things, how many of you all, Got some things from God. You, you got. How did you feel when you got those things? Felt like you had the victory, didn't you? You can just hear that song now. Can I got the victory? Well, if I can sing it, I'll sing it for you right now. I got the victory. Some of you all don't know how it feels. You ain't never got it. You just got these little small victories. You don't know what it's like to hit it big. Now, I, 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 I know I shouldn't, but, but I'm going to try it. And I know y'all don't. So if you was at the casino and you pulled it down, then all the lights go out, balloon fire down, everything. You hit it what? Big. Uh-huh. And see, now your toe balls. I can feel it. Some of y'all can see that better than what I just showed you. <laughs> see how your mindset is? <laughs> You see where your hope is? <laughs> you waiting on, on them to come by and tell you you hit the lottery. And you just go, you already practiced your dance already. You already know what it's going to be like. You already told God you're going to give him 10% and then you're going to do everything. You already know. But you can't hear what I'm saying. Something's wrong. The devil will mess us up pretty bad. Let me see if I can help you. Let me see if I can straighten you out. This is a victory. Victory comes through faith and not the other way around. Woo. That's deep. Think about that for a minute. Victory comes through faith, not the other way around. Stop thinking faith is going to come through your victory. You want things to be, well, okay, oh, whew, we won that one. So, all right, now let's have faith to go for the next one. No, that's not how that works. Faith 
brings the victory. You might be trying to do victory through faith or, 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 or get the victory first, then you're going to have faith for it. Well, baby, you got it. Why do you need the faith? Faith goes before you and prepares the victory to, re- to be received. Stop sitting back waiting on it. And I know you don't hear this, but I'm going to say it again. Stop sitting back and wait on the victory. Activate your faith. You got to do something. You want to see it, then you're going to get happy about it. You get excited because you know you got it. It's on its way. Fight that fight of faith. I fought in the spirit for this thing. I couldn't sleep at night. I, I was tossing and turning. I was mad at folks, and, and, and God sent me the right people to calm me down, and not get mad at them. I told them a mess. I know it. That's the problem. I know it. And God can deal with me because he knows I know how I am. Some of y'all don't know how you are. So God keeps trying to reveal you to you. I told y'all a long time ago that, 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 that God will send somebody like you to show you how you are. Uh-huh. Yeah, he'll send you people just like you, show you how messed up you are. Jacob didn't know what kind of a trickster he was until he ran to Laban. Mm-hmm. He got tricked, and then he got mad. Why are you going to get You've been a trickster all your life, and now you're going to get mad because I've been telling you you was a trickster, you were shady, and you didn't want to believe me, so I sent you a shady person who got you working for 14 years for this one woman. Mm-hmm. So some of y'all don't like the company you're keeping. God said, that's the company I sent you. So I need you to see you. Because you ain't listening to good sound reasoning. All right, let me keep going on. So faith comes, so victory comes through faith and not the other way around. Watch this, 1 John 5 and 4. Whatsoever, for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. You see how God thinks? He he ain't talking about overcoming your house. He ain't talking about overcoming them people that FedEx or or UPS or or, or AutoZone or or wherever you are. He he ain't talking about overcoming that. He say, I'm talking about the world. I want you to realize your faith is so strong, so powerful, you can dominate. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is how you're going to overcome it. This is how you're gonna, your name's going to be great. I just saw, a, 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 you know, them big old uh, record. It was, it was playing. But then when I say, this is how you're going to overcome it, the world, he said, yeah. <laughs> Some of y'all are just lost. Some of you, just, you, 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 you want to believe it, but you, you just you can't see it. You can't do it. I'm telling you, you can do it because he said you can do it. I got this scripture in the New, the new, translation, new, new Living Translation. For every child of God. How many of you are a child? You're a child of God. God can use you. I don't care if you are a teen, if you a, a youth, 12 and under. God can use you. Remember that little boy who had his fish and fire loaves, that little fish that he had? God took that boy fish and blessed him. And when he left, he had more than what he came with. And he was a youth. He was a teenager. I mean, he was a young kid, a junior youth, 12 and under. 
God used them because he had enough faith to trust God. He gave what he had to God, and God blessed him. And he left there with 12 baskets. Came with one fish and left with a, a baskets. Mm-hmm. God don't, Joseph, who was a teenager, around 17, something like that, in Potter's house, running the kingdom. God can use you. Don't stop and sit and think that it's not, it's, not, it's not with you when you're young. God can use you. For every child of God defeats the evil, this evil world, and we have achieved this victory. How? Through our faith. You've got to believe you can overcome whatever the devil throws at you. You've got to believe this. And trust me, he's going to throw some stuff at you. God asked an awesome question. I'm going to let you guys go. He said, what is it will a man exchange for his soul? What is it that you're willing to go after or get from the devil in exchange for your soul? What is it you want so bad that you will turn your back on God to get it? Is it cocaine? Some reaper? I'm sorry, cannabis? <laughs> is it that woman? Is it that man? Is it alcohol? What is it? What is it that you will exchange your soul for? As far as he brought you, as much as he's doing for you, as much as he want to do, what is it? Because that's what the enemy going to bring your way. And the only way you're going to overcome it is by your faith. I'm telling y'all the truth. Can I be honest with y'all? Can I tell y'all? Because I'm I'm telling y'all, I know this stuff. The enemy be trying to tempt me. Y'all don't think think he be trying to tempt me. But he be trying to tempt me. Sometimes I have to make a deal with my eyes. You don't look that way, I'm not going to put you out. They ain't going to let you mess me up with him. So sometimes I'm driving down the street and I look up, whoa. Mm-mm. Come on, light, change. Come on, come on. Father, in the name of Jesus, change this light. Change it, God. Because I know it's an attack. And so I have to make sure that I trust God in the way of escape. And I have to be willing to take that way of escape. Because if you're not willing, baby, you're not going to be obedient. Brothers, if you're not willing to take the way of escape, you're not going to be obedient to get away from it. You got to understand that so much God has invested in you that the enemy wants to see your demise. He wants to see another one bite the dust. He wants to take you out before you take over. 
And the quick and listen to me. Ooh, I don't, I don't know why I'm going that way. I'm gonna take two minutes to go that way. Because God has invested in you and want to take you to the next level. The enemy comes in and brings these attacks your way because he knows you were weak in that area and he thinks you're still immature. That that little boy ain't grown up yet. That you still think you can have your cake and eat it too. You have not learned yet. You was a child. You're still acting like a child. You had become a man and put those childish things away. You can't have everything you see. Everything that glitters ain't gold. You can't believe this from God and then be taking this on the side. God ain't into that. You can't eat from both tables. You want all these blessings, but you don't want to stand the attacks. And God's trying to show people that he can trust you and that he can build you up, and that he can give you some things, and every time he gives you something, you let the devil snatch it away from you. You got enough faith to believe for it, but you don't have enough, you don't have enough faith to hold on to it. This is warfare. This is a fight. Like a, a great chess match. You're pawns on the table, but you have the ability to become a queen, to get to the point. A queen has, I know we're talking about on a chess match, there's a king who the queen protects. Because when the king gone, the game is over. So that king has this big powerful piece called the queen. And some pieces on the chessboard can move straight, and some can move over when it's got a permission or a pathway to move over. There's some knights on there who can jump, bam, and be over there. There's a bishop who can go straight at you. But that queen, she can go this way, she can go that way, she can, do, she can move one space, or she can move all across the board. And that little pawn who can all advance one step at a time has the ability to become a queen. But he got a challenge. He got to fight. This is not checkers. This is chess. This is strategic. Every move is calculated. Every move is thought out and planned. You better get in the game. There's a reason why that attack is coming your way. There's a strategy that has been planned against you. You better get some sense. You better get in the game. Get your head in the game. You're about to forfeit everything. Your potential is about to be squashed because you don't understand your own potential. And that's why the enemy is trying to get you off the board. Because he sees your potential. You're advancing. You're moving forward. You're one single-minded. You're taking it one step at a time. You're not trying to run all the way down there. You I appreciate the people who are not like me, who take it once. I appreciate the Terry McNeil who can do one step at a time and think about it. <laughs> Figure it out before you make that next move. I frustrate people like that. 
And I know that. And I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to glean from them. God, put people in my life that's going to help me to slow myself down. Because you know how I am. Oh, I'm resilient. I'll take a licking and keep on ticking. But some of them lickings I didn't have to take. But I just had to slow myself down. Oh. I get so excited with my faith, and I see how faith is doing this, and boy, I'm off running to the races. And I have to have people pull up beside me and say, hold on. Have you considered? (laughs) No, I ain't considered it. I'm too excited about this faith thing. So God has to send people your way to slow slow your tail down. God's getting ready now to send people your way. It's going to help you achieve what God has for you. Some of you already have found it in your mate, but you won't listen. You still think they're trying to stop you. No, they're trying to advance you, baby. You're off track and don't know it. When it looks silly, I know y'all got to go, and I got to let y'all go. When it looks silly for a train who's on the track, and he's still head down the track. He didn't get off track. Everything. He's tearing up everything. And don't even realize it, that it's slowing him down, that eventually he's going to come to a stop. Some of y'all in here don't realize you're off track. And it won't be long before your life comes to a halt, a stop. It's going to be hell trying to get you back on that track. You're about to be rail. God's trying to stop you before you hurt yourself and all those who had enough faith in you to follow you. Baby, when you fall, you don't just fall. You cannot sin and not affect everybody else. There are a lot of folk who saw your faith, who believe in you, who's on board with you. And you're about to derail and shipwreck their faith. I challenge you now to get yourself together. You have a God that you have to glorify. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.